0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent
1: news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome, and welcome to Voices of the Peace. Uh, First and foremost, I'd like to acknowledge that we're recording today on the traditional territory of the Deneza. And secondly, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, It's been a new year and we're so excited. A lot of people have been saying, Hey, I love this conversation or, Hey, can you do that? And we're really enjoying the feedback. So for those of you listening at home today or watching at home, thank you so much. If you're just tuning in, uh, this show was created to find out more about our town and our community and and the people who live in it. I often drive down the street and I see that building or I see that story and I go, how did it get there? Or why is this here? And, And who is behind it? And that's where voices of the peace come in. We want to find those stories. We want to find the teams that built things, the the people who shaped our town. We want to find out what happened so that we can celebrate those people and so we can remember them. We've partnered with Urban Systems who build vibrant communities and blue wave energy to make this happen. My name is Ted Sloan, and welcome to Voices of the Peace. My next guest is is quite special and for numerous reasons. For one, she was president of the North Peace Filipino Canadian Association for numerous years. She helped to create and foster a sense of welcome and safety for new and and not so new Filipino Canadians who've moved to Fort St. John. Two, in my research, I found out that she does what I do in this podcast. She finds amazing people. She sits down with them and she has wonderful and illuminating conversations. She's she's an artist. She's a storyteller. She's a mother. She's Filipino. She's Canadian. And she is incredible. So here to sit down with me today is Ovian Castrillo-Hill. Hello. And how are you today?
0: Hi, Ted. Thanks for having me. Good. I'm good. Um, how about you?
1: You know, I'm excited because <laughs> I... I know how exciting it is for me to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I get to ask someone who asks questions. So this <laughs> is great. Um, we're going to start with the very first question that I have. Okay. Um, so I was going to ask you right off the uh, top and go, Hey, what is the, the, the North Peace Filipino uh, Canadian association? And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure out what it is. Ask you if I was even close and then get you to say it in your words. So okay. the first thing is, uh, I was doing some research and I think. If I was right, it's an organization. Uh, it gives local Filipino people a place to connect, to talk, to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It helps new Filipino residents um, give them new information about the town, connections, more, and it also helps to celebrate Filipino culture on the the piece. Um, that I basically, think I stole that from from your <laughs> website and your Facebook. Um, so I was wondering. That's what I read, but. It probably means a little bit more, and you know more about it. So I was wondering if you could talk about the North Peace uh, Philcan Association.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for uh, this opportunity to talk about NP Philcan. Uh, it's a very special organization for me and in my heart, because when I first came in 2009, I actually came as a tourist, and I was seeking for people who you know who came from my same background. And it was the NP Philcan, who was I think about two years old at that time, that took me in and and uh, nurtured me and. Pretty much, they are the first people I ever knew in Fort Saint John. So, and actually, at the time, I was just visiting my now husband, and I mean, I wouldn't say it was, a, it was a deal breaker, but it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely an important aspect uh, in my decision making of um, coming to Fort Saint John and and moving to Canada altogether. That there were people like them, and I was thinking, oh, you know, if they can move here and live here, you know, from the tropics, and they're they're happy being here, you know, maybe this is something for me as well. So it's important in that sense. But also, I'd like to add, mm-hmm. other than the things that you mentioned, and you are correct, uh, right now, uh, Phil is, uh, we just celebrate our 15th yeah. year, uh, so yeah, in, in 2022, because we were established in 2007. But uh, also, um, we've become the conduit of other Uh, organizations or entities Uh, so like for instance we partner with the uh, Philippine consulate in Vancouver and we actually bring the outreach program here in Fort St. John so what that means is instead of say the foreign workers or the permanent residents who are still uh, Philippine passport holders or the students instead of them having to fly to Vancouver or Calgary to get their passports renewed or get their documents the consulate themselves uh, come up you know they have a team that comes up Um, and they do the passporting here. What this means... For us, though locally, is other than we're saving the money and keeping it in the region. Because if you estimate, for instance, each individual spending five hundred dollars to go down there and be billeted and whatnot, uh, we're keeping the money in town. And not only that, we actually have uh, people from nearby places who come to Fort Saint John for Mm -hmm. the passporting. Like we, as far back, I mean, as far away rather as Saskatchewan, we've had some Mm -hmm. Filipino Canadians coming to Fort Saint John to get the service done. So we're I'm I'm very proud that Philcan is a part of that. So, um that you know, because of our partnerships not just with not not just by ourselves rather, but because of our partnerships with other entities, we're able to do more serve more and not just, you know, and inadvertently help the economy even of Port yeah. St. John. So these are all wonderful things, I think. Yeah. Well,
1: that's, and that's a really big thing. I mean, I, that would be a big stress to have to say, okay, I got a plan to go to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I got to take time out of my life. I have to work. I have this. Right. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. Was that a lot? Do you, and you might not know, but do you know how, like that, was that hard to organize to come up here? Or? Um,
0: well, I mean, the uh, the Philippine uh, consulate, they really do outreach programs in uh, various parts of BC. And okay. I, I think at that time, the Philippine consulate Vancouver um, also was doing um, Alberta and the Yukon. Uh, but now they're concentrating on the Yukon and, uh, and uh, BC because Calgary now has their own okay. uh, f- uh, consulate. Uh, but uh, that being said, um, yeah, they've been doing it with other partners as well in other places. But, uh, when they started doing it here in Fort St. John, Felcan uh, has always been wa- one of those partners with them if not the only partner with them in the past years it's only been us and obviously this is all volunteer work mind you so um it's it's uh it's it's our way to the locals giving back to our our uh you know our our, the people who are here in fort st john and and the nearby um areas so we've been doing it for a number of years now so you know if you're asking about challenges and difficulties Mm -hmm. not much i mean we're 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 pretty we're pretty good at it i guess so (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've been doing it for quite a bit yeah
1: okay so that kind of goes is one of the questions. I've, I've got to go to some of the things and learn a bit at some of, of the, the Phil Panic, Phil Canics Association. And something that I've noticed is I want to, well, I want to say the joy, the volume, and just the life that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And that's something amazing. And my question is, is, is that just, is that just the heart of the organization? Do you have to choose that and be like, Hey guys, we're going to make sure it's cold. We're going to make sure we're happy. Like the people in the organization You walk in and you feel like you're part of the family, which is an incredible thing. Is that, how did that come to be?
0: Well, I mean, I have to say though, this is more cultural than it is just unique to NP Phil can I think culturally Filipinos are very hospitable. Uh, We like to party. That's (laughs) one thing. We like karaoke. We like to eat. We you know when we have say dinner parties or birthday parties, it's always a feast. Uh, I mean, I have to like even in my home setting. My husband, you know, like when my son would have a birthday, I would have all sorts of things. And he would wonder about well, there's there's too much food and you know I just say no that's that's just the way it's supposed to be <laughs> and that's so what I would do is I would show him pictures of from you know on Facebook of what my friends are putting out in their tables and then he understands <laughs> that it is in fact a cultural thing um, uh, and it's yeah like we're very welcoming I think and and I think this is um, this is one of the things that uh, now we're we're sharing and spreading like for instance how we do our floats uh, yes. well we've been we've been participating in the Canada Day uh, parade. For Floats here in Fort Saint John for a number of years, and I'm proud to say we've become um, uh, we've won first place a number of years, first, second. Usually we're in that range. Uh, But the thing is that they're usually very festive, very colorful, Um, and you know, as as you said, it's like we're bringing our culture and the tropics, the colors that that are vibrant where we come from. We're we're bringing it into into Fort Saint John. So not only is it an opportunity for us to share our colors and our culture, but it's an opportunity for us to get together. Uh, You know, like the float itself that's an entity of its own. That's but, amazing. I was yeah, to say, yeah, thank it's, you. It's, but like, incredible. I mean, what I'm getting at is a week. Let's say the week or the two weeks that we're preparing for the float. That for me is even more impressive than the float itself. Because what happens is, you know, people really come together. Maybe because, like I like I said, we're festive and we like to, you know, we like we like the, the, things with shebang. You know, when it comes <laughs> to things like 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 a float. So you know, the people who might not normally volunteer, they'll volunteer to work. On the float you know so uh so yeah it's it's like um it's like a a, a mouthpiece or a representation of us and everybody acknowledges that like uh, when Canada Day comes you know as Filipinos we we see ourselves we we celebrate the float uh, and we want to we know we want to be seen and see you know like uh how how we are that we're here in town and we you know, we want to we want to be seen as as a, as that community that's happy and vibrant. Yeah.
1: And that's really neat. I, just thinking in in the importance too of people watching and going, I recognize me, or I see, and especially new people going, oh, or mm-hmm. if, if from and going someone is like me. It's here. Look at this is amazing. Right. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. So, yeah. and it also sounds like when you're talking about the float, the float, you're right. The end product is this amazing float and that week or two or however long it takes. That sounds like a neat community experience to yeah. all itself where people are getting to, to work and build memories and things there. Yeah. It sounds yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's taking from um, from uh, a, a phrase in Filipino called uh, bayanihan. It's a word rather. Uh, uh, basically, what it is is um, in the olden times, and people used to have like huts, uh, and they would move their houses. Literally, they would move the hut. Uh, what it, what they call bayanihan means like when everybody in town comes together to lift the hut and move it to a new location. Like if it's from you know, like a uh, two hundred meters from the old. Mm-hmm place or whatever, physically they lift the thing. Mm-hmm. And so that that is the concept of Bayanihan. And and uh that basically means coming together for a common goal. Uh, so that's also uh, what we call our Facebook page. It's uh North Peace, you know, like it's a Bayanihan because we're coming together well, for that's the common okay. goal.
1: Yeah. Neat. Is that when I was looking at it? I was like, I wonder I'm gonna ask her about what that means. That's such a cool
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay, well, so speaking of coming together and, 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 um, people and wonderful things, I was wondering, you said the, the organization in 2007, so celebrating mm-hmm. 15 years, mm-hmm. um, how did, do you, how did it come about or are there people who you look up to and go, you know what, that person has been an amazing, has helped a lot or mm-hmm. have there been people who you go, yeah, this person did amazing or has it always been, well, we just, we work together as a community.
0: Um, I think it's a little of both. I mean, like I, I like I said, I came in two thousand nine mm-hmm. as a tourist even, so I wasn't really a, a resident of Fort Saint John at that time. But uh, the president at that time was was June Salinas, okay. Bernardo Salinas, and um, and prior to that, uh, there was another group of Filipinos who established uh, NP Philcan. Uh, so, but even then, I mean, the Filipino community, uh, like one of my inter- one of the features that uh, people rather that I featured in my documentary was. Um, a, Mama Tess uh, Pagatpatan, who was we acknowledge as the first Filipino here in town, and she came in 1967. So informally, with her coming and her family coming, the Pagdilaos, the Pagatpatans, and, then in, and uh, the next generation of people, uh, who came in the 70s you know they themselves had that community spirit and by any hand amongst themselves although informally maybe at that time maybe they, they were telling me there was just maybe 30 people or, mm-hmm. you know at that time um and even when i came in 2009 i think there was like just a little over a hundred. So, you know, the community has grown leaps and bounds and everybody has com- has contributed to the growth and to what PhilCan is today. Well, that, to be honest though, I mean, now that I was just looking at the latest census, I think um, the latest said in, two- in 2021 that there's uh, like 1,100, almost almost 1,200 Filipinos in 2021, so uh, I imagine there'd be even more by today because there's a lot of um, uh, temporary residents also that have come in, like international students and more workers coming in. Uh, but my, my point being, you know, we're so big now, the community is so big now, and uh, so there are other groups also forming, but I would mm-hmm. have to say that Philcan is the oldest, and we are established, we are a registered um, society, uh, and uh, yeah, like our, and. and I just also uh, discovered that we are the oldest in Filipino Canadian association in the peace region altogether because okay. uh, there's uh, our friends in uh, Dawson Creek the Kalipi um, I think they're 2 years uh, younger than us so but you know we work we work very well with everyone and uh, uh, not everyone now is a member of Philcan necessarily but what we do is beyond our membership because uh, the way we see things is we want to um, inform of our culture and mm-hmm. obviously everybody benefits from that yeah.
1: Totally. Well, I was going to ask too. Yeah. Are there other Philcan associations around? So there's one in Dawson Creek you mentioned.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, there's one in Dawson Creek. Uh, but like, as I, as I mentioned to you uh, off cam, like CAN means Filipino Canadian. So mm-hmm. that could be any group uh, established by Filipino Canadians. So it's kind of like an amalgamation of those cultures. Right. So like, like I was saying to you, uh, like in reference in America, they would be called Phil Ams or Filipino Americans. Nope. So yeah, there are many Philcans all over Canada, I imagine. Uh, But here in in B.C., uh, there is such a thing as the uh, United Filipino-Canadian Associations of B.C. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, (laughs) you know, like if you're talking of an umbrella, they're an umbrella. And we're actually part of that umbrella. We're their their affiliate here uh, in the north. So, um, you know, if there's something more to do, say, with legislation that involves Uh, let's say all Filipino Canadians or something that they like to move or maybe if there's like a cultural center they want to get built or whatever so anything of that nature uh, on the provincial level uh, we have a voice as well because we're part of that kind of umbrella group yeah
1: I, I, there's a couple of things I really liked that you were mentioning. I like all of it, but I, um, <laughs> it's really neat because, like, I didn't realize. So 1963 um, is, is when you're saying uh, what, 67. 67. 63. Okay. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, that's no. You've met a man. That's because something I'm really loving. You're talking so a lot about too. Is okay. You've got your this beautiful culture, uh, the Filipino culture, and you are also got Fort Saint John culture and how you. It's a really great gift because you're saying, "Hey, we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate our culture. We want to celebrate your mm-hmm. culture." It sounds incredibly, inc- incredibly inclusive, and it sounds, um, yeah, it sounds great. I, sorry, I cut well, you well, off I, there.
0: I think I think what we're trying to do at Philcan is to create those opportunities if they don't exist. Like mm-hmm. for instance, um, a few years ago in 2019, uh, I also with NP Philcan. I established, well, I mean, with, with the Arts Gallery here, um, the Peace River North Gallery, uh, I, I went in there and asked if we can book some time for, you know, for, initially I was asking for myself, but then I figured it's good to have an opportunity for other Filipino creatives to have a show. So that's why I established the Two art show that we started in 2019. And it's an annual art show. Um, the thing is, a lot of us, like, as, you, as we know, we're growing as a community. Uh, a lot of us who have come here may not have come here for art necessarily but there are a lot of creative people out there mm-hmm. and I was meeting them in private and I figured oh you know what we should be able to showcase our culture you know whether it's through our painting or our photography or whatnot because you know when you're doing art everything is different from that artist's lens it might be the same aurora borealis but from somebody from the tropic it's you know what I mean it, it, yeah. and then the emotion that they're sharing with those images or, or maybe the artwork that they're making so I figured you know and also it's a way for, you know, for us to be seen outside of the box. Because let's face it, when people like immigrants come here uh, as workers or students, you know, sometimes we're, we're seen in a kind of like a, like a, just like a mold, right? Like, for instance, or if you might be a food service worker or a caregiver, and, you know, they might have preconceived notions of what that's like. Uh, so, you know, like when I think about it, I don't think, say, Filipinos would be known as being great artists, like top of mind, oh a Filipino must be a great artist or whatnot. But we want to, we want to show the full gamut of what we're capable of doing. So um, like with PhilCan, we did establish that uh, an art show. So that's what I'm getting at. We're trying to create opportunities, not just for us to 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 be seen, but for us to meet like-minded people because by doing so like now the creatives they have the market and then they're meeting other people who are also into the arts so um and we hope to duplicate that in many other realms because right now so we have arts and we do have you know a bit of a sports program that we also have at Philcan. Um, and uh, hopefully eventually because the, the the group is growing I mean the community not just Philcan but the Filipino community is growing so maybe even like for businesses to be in touch you know there are a lot of professionals now also mm-hmm. so yeah I mean um, we'd like to see Fort St. John grow and we want to grow with it
1: yeah. well, that's really neat because it just uh, an example like when you're mentioning the, the Aurora Bayas, the Northern Lights it's so cool because um, yeah I, I grew up here I knew that like mm-hmm. I know it for, and so to be able to say hey this is it to me and then for you to come and say, oh yeah, and this is it to me. Right, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. such a neat thing where we get to have a conversation right. and we get to build our community with lots of different views.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And as immigrants, and I think many immigrants will be able to relate, um, you know, inevitably there'll be that part of us that we're bringing into Canada because we didn't grow up here. Like I'm, I'm a first I mean, I, I, I was born in the Philippines. I came here in my thirties. So, you know, uh, so I'm bringing all that and everything else that I've experienced. To, to Fort St John but also um now that I lived here and I've lived here for what 10 years uh, over 10 years so you know like now there's the Canadian part of me that Filipinos won't be able to relate you know what I mean because mm-hmm. now I'm um, literally we have a mixed culture now because if I speak of things even from my lens, living in Canada, living in Fort St. John, a regular Filipino might not be able to understand that. And the, that's that's only something I'll have common with other people like me here in town, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably why, you know, like when you have a group like NP Phil Cannon, we we get each other because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we're experiencing the same things. Sometimes it's good things, sometimes it's bad things. Like I know for the first um, immigrants that came to Fort St. John, one of their biggest challenges was food because they couldn't buy Filipino ingredients in town. Not like today that the might have a you know like a Filipino section, or there also are Filipino stores in town, uh, Asian stores in town. But even when I came in in a, in um, two thousand nine, they you know there's like a little somebody just had a little uh, shelf of things, but. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it was very challenging to even cook your own food. So, yeah, all these changes, you know, it it um it it helps each other, right? Like, uh, the community is growing at the same time. The the local uh, businesses are addressing the needs of the community. So, you know, it helps each other. They help each other out. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think. And and please correct me if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong on this. It's neat because it's you're coming to uh, you've 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 you're, you've chosen Fort Saint John. You're living here, and it's neat because you. You're right, you, you we're making Fort St. John better. We It's not just like, oh, well, I'm just gonna stay here and you're gonna stay there. No, we're, we're saying, hey, this town, we're gonna celebrate it, we're gonna have different cultures and that, uh, this is a really old saying that's not great, but like a rising tide lifts all boats. Right, you can right. succeed, so you help me succeed and then I get to learn about you, you get to learn about me and we also share our community together, which right, is right. just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna ask, um, and you, please cut me off, um, you'd mentioned that the, the organization is getting bigger and bigger and bigger um what is it like to have uh, for instance i some of my students are part of it and they're they're young and then i know that you have uh some older members of mm-hmm. it that must be interesting to have different generations as part of this this as well because you would have and and again you please steer me anyway um you would have some some people in your association who were born here in canada and mm-hmm. their grandparents may have moved here so you right. must have some interesting yeah what's it like to have generations
0: um well, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, well, first of all, like, as you mentioned, we are very inclusive. And, and because of the, I mean, like, when we have our events, we take into consideration of the different age gaps and the different mm-hmm. cultures. Uh, but what we're trying to do is, um, like, like, for instance, right now, we're actually in partnership with the city of Fort St. John to offer Filipino classes. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's going to begin, I think, in February. I'll have to double check. Okay. But if, if anybody's interested, you can go on the courses uh, page of the City of Fort St. John. More information is there. But anyway, this is one of our th- the things that we're doing also for the younger generation to be able to communicate with the older, older generation because there's some kids who, like as you say, were born here who don't speak the language, uh, you know, like the parents and the grandparents might be speaking in Filipino and they're not understanding. So this is one of the ways I think that we can. Can bridge that gap, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, it's not just a sign for, well, actually, for the course that we're offering now is from 12 upwards because okay. of the curriculum, but um we are conceptualizing maybe in the summer to have it for like, you know, the 11 and below for, for the younger kids, even, because we, we have noted that there's a demand for that. So, but yeah, specifically for, uh, for the younger generation to be able to communicate with the older generation. Plus, um, what we're trying to do when we're introducing like our songs or dances or fashion, uh, you know, we just don't want it to be foreign to our children. You know, we want them to be aware of where they come from, you know, what, you know, like so, even our, whether it's our food or our fashion or art, um, that they feel comfortable. And I think with them feeling feeling comfortable being Filipino Canadians. Which is what they are, you know, like Canadians of Filipino descent. Then all the more, I think they'll have the confidence to go out into the real world because then they they know who they are, they're confident in who they are, and they don't need to apologize for anything. You know, they they can live in their truth. So this is this is kind of like what what we like to happen. So whether they're young or they're old, we'd like <laughs> we'd like you know we'd like for everybody to live their truths. Or fi- as Filipino Canadians here in Fort Saint John,
1: that's that's really and especially yeah they get to be who they are that's Mm -hmm. that is a fantastic thing Mm -hmm. um speaking of people being who they are i'm going to touch upon uh some of your projects as Mm -hmm. well because you did some amazing things i mean uh i've been walking around town and i noticed you have some beautiful art like in centennial park you have that Mm -hmm. that beautiful obelisk and then you also have this project um the ex-situ thriving in our new bayan, uh -hmm. where you worked with tell a story hive i believe and you went out and you got some, you interviewed some amazing people. I was wondering, what was it like to do that? If you could tell us a little bit about that series and then what it was like to do that series.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, tell a story. Hive. That was, um, uh, they have uh, many different kinds of programs uh, that they offer. This one was for Voices, Voices 1. So it's the first Voices uh grant to make a, a documentary. Okay. Um, and they uh, this is open I believe for BC and Alberta. and uh, basically I just saw it on Facebook and I applied. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really have a background in film. It was my intent in university to get into documentary uh, filmmaking in general, but my dad didn't approve of that, you know and he didn't think it was <laughs> it was like a you know like a, a viable profession where I came from. Uh, so I shifted to journalism. Okay, but I and I didn't finish in journalism because all my classmates had better grades in English than I did. So I figured, oh, I might be in the wrong place. So I ended up with a degree in interior design, which is n- not so bad considering that I love design and art as well. Okay. But um anyway, so I I just like um I just winged it and I I just applied and I just you know like why not, right? So and uh, fortunately, I was selected and my pitch really was to interview individuals here in town and tell us their stories of how they came to Fort St. John and how they've become Canadians. Um, And I thought this was interesting even from when I came and I was a homemaker and I was talking to people initially I was thinking of writing a book about the same topic but since this opportunity came to be then I decided oh this might even be better because you know it's a visual medium. Um, And the reason behind it or the the concept is everybody has their story of coming here, their origin story, if you may. And a lot of the Filipino Canadians came in different times, different uh, decades, even different experiences and different immigration waves. So it was interesting to me anyway, to find out what the commonalities were, what the challenges were. Um, Like, for instance, for the, for the the older ones, like the the first ones who came to Fort St. John, like I mentioned, they have the challenge of food. But also, I asked one of the interviewees, they said um, that they were forced to assimilate because there was nobody else. They were forced to speak English very well because there was nobody else to talk to. Now, that versus, say, if you're immigrating today to Fort St. John, there are over a thousand of us here now. So you don't face the same challenges because um, you know, it's not for us to judge whether that's good or bad necessarily, I'm just saying it's different. different. So, when I interview the individuals, all these differences uh, came to fore, and I have a better appreciation now of the generation that has come before and kind of prep things for the new generation of Canadians that are coming. Um, that's why I think it's very important, at least for me, for the new uh, Filipino Canadians to have that feeling of um, gratitude for those who have come before them. Because when I think about it, for instance, there's a whole generation of Filipino Canadians who came here as workers, uh, whether it's in the caregiver section or whether, because the, you know these are immigration streams from IRCC, right? Or as temporary foreign workers. Because the thing is, I figured who would hire a Filipino if they didn't know a Filipino who was a good employee? Mm-hmm. So. My point being that the ones who came before them must have been hardworking and sterling individuals and employees for them to even consider hiring Filipinos from the Philippines or from wherever it is that they come from so even that alone i think there should be a debt of gratitude and and respect given to the people who have come here before because literally these people have paved the way for everybody else like now there's many of us if there's a cultural show for instance maybe we can pull four, five, six people to do dances back in the day it's just that one person you know who did the dance solo uh and you know and that's not easy to do as well you're, you know you're 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 being different you know And now uh, you're not so different but Then again, that's what we're fighting for, for us to be recognized and accepted uh, in Fort St. John, that we are not different, that you see so much of our work, you see so much of our art, you see so much of, of our food, that when you see us, you don't think of us or any different from anybody else, because you've experienced us, you've seen us, you've eaten our food, you've, you know, you've danced our dances. So that's, that's the goal, I think. That's the end game, that us being here is, is natural.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it sound well I, it's a very powerful documentary series <laughs> that you have um mm-hmm. and thank you cuz yeah that's as you were as I was watching that that's a really good crystallization of the thinking that I was going and putting the stories and
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so thank thank you for doing that too because yeah. that's a gift for us yeah. um, or for the town I should mm-hmm.
0: say well can I mention that can I mention Ted that there is a second season that's coming yes. up and I've, I've applied for that second grant which uh, luckily enough I've been I've been given the opportunity Congrats. to to make another um uh, well it's not exactly like the first one this time though uh, so I'm not interviewing just the individual and their stories that was Exit 2 thriving in her new buy-in that was that Mm -hmm. uh, season what I'm doing now is called Exit 2 interactions uh basically I have topics such as sports uh art and interiors food fashion uh and I'm interviewing people and have excerpts and segments on how people are expressing themselves uh, and Filipino culture here in Fort St. John so like I might be interviewing some of our chefs here or um maybe feature the the sports league that uh Uh, that the filipinos have the pinoy sports league um um and like i say you know like uh we are all volunteers doing this stuff that's amazing yeah and um like i am not responsible for all this i mean there are other there are other people in our team who maybe specialize in one thing or another but yeah we come together and um and yeah these these will be featured in in my uh, second uh, season
1: Okay. So two questions on that and, and you can pick which one you'd like. So my first question was going to be, how did you find, like, how did you pick your, your interviewers for the first mm-hmm. season? And the second question is, is uh, how did you pull your team together? Because you're right. This is off camera right now is I have a team working for me. It's a team of one. You probably have a much bigger <laughs> team. But yeah. So let, let's start on the first question is how did you how did you go about saying i'd really like to interview this person right. was it organic did did you have ideas did people come up in conversation how did that happen
0: um you know uh when this was con- when i initially conceptualized this even as a possibly a book back then I already had some people in mind and this was because you know just in conversation like you know like i I know somebody and then like they tell me their story and I'm like oh yeah yeah that'd be that's interesting mm-hmm. and and you know and I get the opportunity I'd like to tell that story or or like because you know like I've known some people who are members of Philcan from years ago and like oh I'm aware of, of that situation and I want to highlight that and the challenges of 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 that situation kind of thing and I really tried to run the gamut because like I I have some uh stories from the older generation. I have stories from um, somebody we know, Elijah Cruz, who's a very talented um, singer and performer. Uh, So she was one of those I interviewed as well because uh, she came to Canada as a child, so I want also to to feature somebody of, of that circumstance. Uh, a lot of us come here as grown-ups, but she actually came, I think, when she was 10. So her experience is very different from everybody else. Like, uh, And then um, I have people who came in the 1970s who, who, you know, was telling me that, you know, back in the day... Uh, the Canadian embassy would just post in Manila Bulletin some sort of ad like, oh, Canada wanted, you know, and then they just apply at the embassy itself. Uh, you know, These things are unheard of now. You can't do that. And back in the day in the 60s, apparently, you can even bring your siblings uh, which I didn't know you could. No, because I think now in immigration you can only bring your immediate family, like your children or your spouse. But back in the day, you could bring your nieces and your nephews, this kind of thing. Up, I think up until 1973. But anyway, there's there's so many things that I learned. Um, so you know, (laughs) that's, I mean, I I chose based on being able to tell the the, whole story. I tried to get somebody from every decade because they're all different um, immigration streams. Like there was uh, some people who I interviewed, I wanted to focus on the fact that they had come from Another foreign country before coming to Canada, like one of my interviewees, Roy, um, he had come from Saudi Arabia and he was a licensed physical therapist in the Philippines and in Saudi Arabia. But when he came to Fort St. John as a caregiver, he couldn't practice his um, his profession because Mm -hmm. of the different license licenses that was that were required. So I think he was finally able to transition and get all his licenses in a uh, 2017, yeah. which is great. But you know, it did take him like I think 10 or 12 years before that happened. So you know, these are these are the kinds of challenges that I wanted to highlight. Maybe there's a bit of systematic stuff. Maybe there's a bit of you know bad luck or whatnot. But you know, I just wanted to show the different ways that people have been able to come here and the challenges that they faced. There's one lady who I interviewed who worked as a um, domestic in Hong Kong. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight in her, uh, this is Edna, uh, I wanted to highlight in her episode the challenges of her being a single mom and actually not living in the same country as her child for 14 years. While she was working as a domestic in, um, in Hong Kong and by the time she came to Canada, it took her 14 years to live in the same country as her child this is what I'm trying to get at. I also want to show, you know, when people are here, they're not just here, they went through all sorts of things to get here. And I think some of us also need to appreciate um, them, you know, because like they want to be Canadian and they're here and they worked hard to be Canadians. They're taxpayers like everybody else. But now I'm 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 saying this, um, you know, like as as a, as a happy story because you know her 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 child is you know, well she's grown up now. But yeah, like a, a her daughter has been able to join her here in Canada and that's why she's very grateful to Canada because she said in Hong Kong she couldn't. They couldn't be residents in Hong Kong, they couldn't be citizens of Hong Kong. But she said, I'm so grateful to Canada because it's the only country where my child and I can be a family. So I thought that was just beautiful and that's kudos to Canada and and um, the kind of opportunities that are given for people like them, like us. Uh, and I'm sure that's mirrored in many other cultures, not just with Filipinos, but their opportunities given to good people, good, hardworking people uh, to come to Canada. So. You know, those are the reasons why I chose them because they had, I think, significant stories to to tell.
1: Just like listening to this, uh, did you cry filming some of these things? Because yeah. that story <laughs> yeah, alone, that's yeah. I mean, I, I
0: knew the story from from before, but when she's narrating it, you know, I, I can't help but... Get emotional. I'm feeling emotional right now. Just thinking Me too, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a happy ending story, and I mean, the thing with with uh, Edna, she's actually she she has a business now, and you know, she's running her own business. She's doing very well. So mm-hmm. you know, so um, and yeah, and it's all this is the thing too. At the end of the episode, you know, I asked them if they have messages. For Canada and for the Canadians, and mm-hmm. they're all very positive, mostly of gratitude. So, I, I also wish the the locals and you know the Canadians to know that we are grateful to be here. So this is this is one way of of uh, sharing those stories and letting people know that we take nothing for granted. Well, that's.
1: So there's a uh, Richard Wagamese, is a he's a Canadian author and he has this great sentence that says all we are is stories. Mm-hmm. And so hearing you, it sounds really wonderful because we walk by each other on the street, we see each other, mm-hmm. and you took the time to say I'm I I know a bit about you, but I want to sit and hear your story. And that right. must yeah that is a I, I've used this word a lot this interview, but it's a neat gift to get to know the people in our community. And right. your series is is very in depth. <laughs> um, where can people watch the series find um, the series it's,
0: it's actually on optic i don't know what channel so i'm sorry but <laughs> uh, yeah okay. but, but it's also i think you can search it on youtube because uh i have it on youtube as well but i think tell us optic or, i mean rather tell us story I also has it on their youtube okay uh, channels so yeah. so if
1: we will and we'll i imagine we'll try and uh, post it up as well but if we google <laughs> this we'll find it too but, so. yeah,
0: I, I think so i hope so <laughs> <laughs>
1: um you've you've said a couple of things that i really enjoyed too you were mentioning like the, the gratitude for the, the people who came before um, and really paving, literally paving the way for younger generations here of, of Filipino Canadians. Um, were there other things that came up again and again? Or, or were, like, did, did you have other takeaways from these interviews? Or was one of the big takeaways going, I need to do more. I need to do a second season?
0: Um. I think I think one of the takeaways really is uh well first of all the community is evolving. I mean this mm-hmm. is just this is just a snapshot, right? I mean like there're more people coming in all the, the time, time and they all have different stories. Like I mean even for me out of ignorance, I thought everybody who all the Filipinos who came to Fort St. John came from the Philippines. A lot of them didn't. I mean they may have come from the Middle East or Europe. Mm-hmm. Like you know like there's some chefs that were on cruise ships in the Mediterranean who are in town. There's some chefs from Singapore who are in town. So in you another know, they're bringing not just things from the Philippines but from their own experiences elsewhere. So imagine the wealth of what they're bringing into our community Mm -hmm. that's just that's just the chefs i mean you're talking about many other people the the culture of the sport exactly so um yeah so there's many many uh ways and many to 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 delve into the individuals i don't know if if i'll get another well i'm on my second season with voices and it's for it's really for emerging and you know amateur uh filmmakers so i don't know up to how many they let me (laughs) let me do as an amateur or before they call me a pro. I don't know. I don't feel like a pro by any means, but you know, like I, I don't know. But uh, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in telling more stories, if not in this format, a different one. Like if, if I do end up maybe writing a book someday, then uh, yeah, yeah, I'd still like to tell stories. It's whether it's with the art that I do, whether it's with uh, the films that I do, uh, I am a storyteller. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So speaking of, of storytelling, and because sometimes people don't point at a map and go, Fort St. John, that's a great place to be an artist, right. but maybe they do. <laughs> I was going to ask mm-hmm. sometimes we're a little bit isolated from everything else what is it like to be an artist in Fort St. John is it um what are some good things or some hard things about being one here
0: Well, I think if you're coming from Fort St. John organically, like, I mean, if you were born and raised here and you're starting an art career or starting an art practice, it's a good place to be. Uh, There's a lot of support. The Arts Council is there. Um, There's a lot of raw material, actually, if you think about it here in Fort St. John. For somebody like me, though, because I was a practicing sculptor even before I came to Fort St. John, Um, uh, I think you may have alluded to it, but my father was was a sculptor in the Philippines and he was a sculptor for close to 50 years when he passed. Um, and inevitably, because I was like both my siblings and, and myself—I mean, all three of us—we were part of his studio, uh, so we were working with him um, uh, to do his artwork. So we, you know, we we're literally weaned on on the arts, right? Uh, like f- for me, um, I started my sculpture career in uh, two thousand three, and okay. yes, yeah, so two thousand three. Um, so I've been doing this for. Twenty years now. Yeah, (laughs) for a long time. So when I came to Fort Saint John, it was—I have to be honest—it was quite challenging. Also because the material that I use, I use brass mostly in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, So we do a cut and weld method uh, that uh, you know of doing our art. I didn't have a studio here, and, and I wasn't really keen on doing art here, also because mostly I was a homemaker when I first came, and I was just raising my my son, and then he just got to an age where I'm like, oh, now I can do a few more things, kind of thing. Uh, but nothing has changed as far as that, you know, like with the materials, because I can't really do art my the way I do my art in my home country. I have to qualify though that when I do go home to the Philippines. Uh, I am able to continue my okay. my artwork there, and I do have collectors, and I do have uh, I work with some galleries and some art dealers, who you know every now and then, even through COVID, they're messaging me, "Oh, Ovian, do you have a piece or whatever?" You know this kind of thing. Uh, but in Fort Saint John, I'm not able to do that kind of art. So, and that is the challenge because I don't have the proper studio, or neither do I have the materials or the tools to do the kind of art that I normally or that I normally do in, in my home country. Um, but it doesn't stop me from doing creative things. Like, like as you mentioned, I have joined some of the art competitions in town. And fortunately, I have been selected or my work has been selected. And this is really good for me because it's affirmation. Uh, because it's, these are blind selections. And, and, you know, sometimes like if you're coming from a foreign country, you just you just don't know if if your work is Going to be liked, or if it's in the same palette of what people prefer, you know what I mean? Because these things are cultural as well. It also mm-hmm. depends on if you're coming from rural to urban kind of thing. If what you know, it's basically what kind of art are people used to, right? Yeah. Um. So, I wasn't sure if if my kind of art or my aesthetic was was pleasing to the eye to the people here. Uh, but yeah, the competitions are blind competitions. And um, the first one, my, my obelisk is one of the four that's in Festival Plaza, mm-hmm. so that I felt good about that. But then I also uh, entered another competition wherein um, it was for the design of the award for the community. Um, well, it's the fort st john community, community awards. awards yeah so uh and then my design was selected for that as well so i said oh okay that's that's good because um like i said these are blind selections so for me i'd like oh, yeah i i think i can do this in fort st john <laughs> 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 so that yeah that, I, I i gained quite a bit of confidence with that but um, with the exit two shows though i i uh, since 2019 we've been having the filipino uh canadian um, art shows and i always participate uh i, I curate the show actually and um, you know i have uh, a lot of creatives in town who participate one of them is um is a minor uh it's jc santa maria and it, it it was um really heartwarming for me because you know as a as a illustrator he joined the first show and um he's joined every show since and he's actually considering uh getting into fine arts. So what I'm getting at is I mean it certainly wasn't by design on my part but I think it's also helping the younger generation see number 1 that it is possible to have other um types of occupation in a place like Canada because like traditionally in the Philippines they like titles like okay. you know like you're a doctor or a lawyer or engineer but you know you're not really steered towards the arts it's not something like oh son you know be an artist you know <laughs> that's <laughs> just very seldom the case but you know like because we are doing this here in town i think you know you know people are like uh, at least our, our community they're thinking outside of the box you know i mean they're thinking of other realms of possibilities for themselves that maybe they'll find happiness doing that so for me that's one of the good things about exit to uh the art show not the not the series um because it's allowing for uh for uh you know, the Filipino Canadians to see themselves in a different way as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really neat. I, I, JC is, I, yeah. I have some experience <laughs> with him. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: neat. Okay. Um, well, we've gone through a lot of questions, which is great. And it's, <laughs> you can tell that you do this sometimes because you're like, I'm, and you have these beautiful answers. So <laughs> is there anything... Um, anything that we haven't touched upon that you're like we need to talk about this or anything that comes oh, to well, mind? Oh, well,
0: actually, I had my hair done today. Okay, <laughs> and at the salon, I went to Neil's Salon, which is down the street. Uh, he he mentioned to me that there is, um, a festival that's going to happen at the. Catholic Church, we call it sinulog. Sinulog is uh, a celebration, like a fiesta. I, okay. I don't know if you're familiar, but in the Philippines, we have similar, I guess, to Mexico, right? Like we have these fiestas, which are basically festivals. Uh, for those who are not familiar, the Philippines was also colonized by Spain for over three hundred years, so there's a lot of traditions that we have in common with places like Mexico and other um, uh, places that were colonized by by Spain. Uh, at any rate, so uh, there's this festival or fiesta that we called sinulog, and it's to celebrate the baby Jesus, and it's Uh, Pretty much the um, Like a main celebration That they do In the island of Cebu Uh, I don't know If you're familiar With that as well But that, that that Cebu is actually where You know Magellan you know, the some yes, navigator yep. guy, he was killed.
1: Sorry. Yeah, that was good. Keep going.
0: He was killed in Cebu okay. by a Filipino who was our national, he- one of our heroes. <laughs> that's
1: a fun story. We, yes, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to look that up. His name
0: is Lapu Lapu. But anyway, the point is, um, Cebu is, um, I guess you can say that whole area is, you know, the birth of the Christianization of Asia kind of thing because it's okay. the first place where, you know, they try to convert people into Christianity. I mean, you know, I mean, I- like I said, there's no politics involved. I'm just trying to narrate history. You're, you're giving me some, yeah, because I didn't <laughs> yeah, know that yeah. was, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the the there is the Sinulog, which is a festival, and uh, it's going to be happening uh, on the 22nd of January at the Catholic Church. So if any of you would like to uh, witness or participate or experience a Filipino festival, here you go. There's an opportunity uh, coming right up.
1: On the 22nd of January. Okay, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's, again, when you were talking about, we're very inclusive in learning. That is that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at our questions. This is great. Um, oh, this question is, um, and I don't know if you know off the top of the head, uh, off your head, the, Philcan, uh, the North Peace Cand Association, what's the future for? Is there anything that they're aiming to do? Or are they just, it's kind of building and going and it, it, it'll go somewhere. Is there anything specific that they're looking for or just, you know what? The, you mentioned that the population has pretty much exploded mm-hmm. in the mat. And so it might just be like, we're going to keep going for a while.
0: I think, I think, well, we, you asked about the challenges earlier and like, mm-hmm. you know, like as we're growing, it is a challenge for us to be honest, to be able to serve everybody. That's a lot and of people. Also, yeah. And, and not only that, I mean, I don't know if, again, if you know, but the Philippines is an archipelago, which I think uh, I looked it up before coming It's 7,640 islands Really? So, um, sorry, um, I have and- to stop there. That's that's, <laughs> that's a, a lot terrific example. Of- <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and I think uh, from what I read is like. Over two thousand are inhabited, and I guess the rest aren't. But anyway, <laughs> the point is because it's an archipelago, you know, it's very diverse. The people are diverse, the languages are diverse. So I think there's over 120 to 187 languages based on how you, you know, how you qualify them and whatnot. But my point is, as they come in, as the people come in, like the 1,200 Filipinos are here in town, we're not all the same. We come from different islands as well. So, um, so I guess the future of Philcan is just to be steadfast and uh, hope. Maybe that um, if as as we grow, that we can still be maybe an umbrella. But nevertheless, nothing nothing changes because um, we're here really for the people who choose to be here and to live in Fort Saint John. Meaning to say, even if we don't have say, even if even if all twelve hundred are not members of Philcan, that's not a problem. We're still going to champion our culture. Uh, I mean, that's that at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, have a community of people who who uh, you know are friendly. -hmm. Uh, And who who can champion our culture, where people can, uh, where people who are like us can meet us and um, and feel like uh, they have a home away from home in our company. So. You know, if that means we'll just have to to grow all, as well, um, uh, I guess we'll have to do that. But also, I want to say, Ted, yeah. uh, right now, like I said, like we do have that partnership with the city to offer uh, Filipino language. So I think the trajectory for Phil Canal is really partnering with other community providers because we used to be ju- we used to just do our own thing, and then um, maybe I think four or five years ago we joined the Arts Council, and then uh, you know, like so now we're we're. Kind of partnering with different providers in town. So uh, I think that's probably what's going to be happening in the near future that um, we're available to partner with people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and because our numbers are growing, it might. Probably be, make sense also for others to partner with us, um, and uh, yeah, and like I said, help help Fort Saint John grow. We'd like to be part. We're we're team Fort Saint John, so <laughs> <laughs> we, we'd like to be part of, of that effort. Yeah.
1: So if someone does want to, like, how does how does one even find the field Can Society? So, sorry, I keep I was. Uh, how does one find you? Uh, what's the best <laughs> way? Or are there multiple ways? Like, how does?
0: Well, I mean, right now we don't have a physical office. Right now, um, we're basically we uh, the physically we come together when we have our meetings. Meetings and gatherings and our events. Like we just had like a big Christmas party in December and there's like over 150 of us who are there (laughs) with the kids and stuff like that. Um, But basically uh, the best way to get in touch with us is through our Facebook page. So it's the NP Philcan Bayanihan Facebook page. Um, We're not, um, this group basically is a group of Filipinos who are in town and who are living in Fort St. John. Uh, We don't really, uh, what what I'm trying to get at is um, we do screen our membership a little bit, like we're not, uh, we don't, um, uh, because you know, we're, we we do not like people necessarily trying to sell things yeah. to everybody so so yeah but but yeah it's, it's a little bit of um there's there's a, a tiny bit of screening just to make sure that you're actually really in town or if you're not if not you're related to somebody in town or maybe you're intending to come in town like you're looking into studying and coming to Fort St. John kind of situation mm-hmm. uh, but it's not you know like I said it's not for everyone everyone in that sense like you know if you're halfway across the globe and then you know uh, so yeah but th- that's probably the best way that's the NP Philcan by a Facebook page uh, if if you leave us a message there, um, uh, we'll respond. Yeah, there's, there's, I think, 10 admins, so one of us will respond for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also want to highlight, too, the thing that you've said a few times just I cannot believe... Um, because it's so cool, you're all volunteers, and like Ooh. it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of people right. to make this. So thank you, because that's yeah. that's a huge amount of work. So thank you. Yeah,
0: it is a huge amount of work. But I mean, there's I mean, I have to be honest. Like, there's a handful of people who are like the con- like the constant volunteers, I guess you can say, who are there no matter what. And if you call them, and you know, they're there to support you. And, and thank you to, to to them, yeah, because and it's really a big team effort. I mean, no no one person can say like, oh, you know, I'm Phil Ken and I'm doing this and whatnot. Um, and and also uh, on that note, oh, I'd like to say that we're welcome to more volunteers. If <laughs> there, uh, there are others of you who are watching and you think you'd like to be a part of this group and you think you have something to contribute, um, yeah, we're here. Message us in uh, in our on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you.
1: Thank well, thank you, thank you. Uh, and thank you for teaching me. So I think some of the like the neatest things is you're right. Is it's just. Uh, the the sometimes people go oh so it's from 1967 that you guys have have been you're part of your part of the community mm-hmm. and you're, you're you're celebrating and championing and 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 growing. Uh, I also loved when you were talking about with, with, the, with the interviews of learning, okay, well, we're, we, this person took a circuitous route and then they came here mm-hmm. and they're celebrating here and also vice versa. There's so much to learn from them. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, the stories and, and things I've learned today are, are, are fantastic. So thank you so much for coming in.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And you know, like you did ask some questions about me, but mostly yes. from NP Philcan. So on behalf of NP Philcan, uh, thank you for having us and uh, for this opportunity to share about what we do and uh, we'd like to do more for the community and uh, we're here to stay.
1: That's amazing. So that's, I think that's it for this. Is there anything else? I think, no, I'm sure th- you'll <laughs> wake up at 2 a.m. and be like, I wanted to do that. But,
0: no, I think I think we're good for now, yeah.
1: Well, thank you for listening and for watching for wherever you are. And uh, thank you for coming in. Stay tuned, we'll have more guests, but especially the only thing I really wanna hammer before this is Do Go. What again is the name of your series? Because it's so important. The documentary that you oh, released.
0: Oh, it's called Exitu. Uh, the, the, ones that, the one that's already out is Exitu, Thriving in a New Buy-In. Um, and the one that I'm making right now is, is called Exitu Interactions. By the way, Exitu is a term in conservation, meaning it's like you're thriving or living outside of your natural habitat. So that's the reason why I chose that name initially for the art show. Uh, that's also Exit 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the, the two, uh, the two uh, Tell Us Story have documentaries that I have worked on and I'm working on are also entitled Exit 2.
1: And just if you're listening, so it's spelt uh, it's EX New Words S I T U? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So. Make sure you Google that. If you don't do anything else today, Google that. It's very important for Fort St. John and it's an amazing thing. So thank you again. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. And thank you to all, of course, our behind the scenes team. They're working very hard as well. We'll see you next time.